This episode is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Homestake Companies, BHHC, a leading national writer of workers' compensation insurance. Our AM Best rating of A++15 enables us to offer coverage for a wide variety of businesses under all market conditions. BHHC is committed to providing injured workers with compassionate care and access to timely, high-quality medical treatment and support. Our loss control services, proactive claim management, medical cost containment, and fraud prevention contribute to superior claim outcomes for our policyholders. Hi, this is Drew Garcia with the Landscape Group. Thank you for listening to today's interview brought to you by our Safety and Risk Management Network, Studio One. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Drew Garcia. I'm the Landscape Group leader here at Rancho Mesa. Today, we have a real special guest, Joe Lewis, who's the COO of Yard Solutions. Joe's going to talk to us today about safety and training and why they go hand in hand. Joe, you got a really unique and interesting background. Can you give the listeners just a little overview of where you've been and, and where you are today. Yes, thank you again, Drew, for inviting me to, to join this group. Um, so my background, I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps in 1997 to see the world, have good, good, you know, figure out what I want to do in life. I retired in 2014 and needed to fill that void of making an impact on people. You go through a whole career feeling like, Yes, it's tough. There's things that happen and, you know, it's work. But at the end of the day, you know that what you do for a living is is for the right reasons and pe- you get to impact people's lives directly and indirectly. And although I, my time in the Marine Corps was, you know, coming to an end and I was transitioning into the private sector, I still needed that void to be filled. I needed to be proud of what I did. And I found uh, a home in the, this industry, worked for our uh, family's company, which is really one of the largest privately owned commercial landscaping companies in Ohio and around and uh, got my feet wet in in that industry, in our industry and and operations, sales and the HR. And and, uh, about 90 days ago, decided I need to do something on my own and found a great opportunity with a very reputable company still in the commercial landscape industry. They started out, this is Yard Solutions. They started out 32 years ago as a residential design, build, and maintenance firm, and since transitioned over the years into a full-service commercial maintenance, they still do the design build. They also do the commercial install, commercial maintenance, snow removal. Uh, The full service is really, you know, we always call it everything that can happen outside, we take care of it. And met the owners who are just, they're genuine people, they're authentic and honest, and that you have a lot of great ideas, but if there's a flawed character, it's going to be hard to uh, kind of see those ideas come to fruition, whether no matter how right they are. And I just really aligned with Eric and Nicole Remus, the owners of Yard Solutions, and here I am. Awesome. Great background there. And for the listeners to know, I met Joe through NAOP. Uh, we started seeing each other at the conference events, and within seconds in talking to Joe, you're going to realize his true passion for the industry, uh, what he's doing on the safety and training side, and how well he knows the subject. You can always tell somebody knows something well when they're not really having to recall on anything. They just kind of speak it as if it's just a normal, everyday circumstance, and Joe definitely does when it comes to safety. And today we're on video. You can't see it, but I'm looking at the, the background in Joe's office, and 
He's got uh, the American flag, and right next to that, we've got a whiteboard full of safety and training topics that he's working on. So I can tell, Joe, you're already invested into the company and working on the, the safety and training aspect. I know you're doing other things for Yard Solutions, but today, you know, we're talking about safety and training and why they need to go into the same conversation. I think a lot of businesses think of a good safety program, and they limit it just to safety but you really feel like safety and training need to go hand in hand in order for things to really uh, get done. Can you talk to us a little bit about why they need to be in the same conversation? Absolutely, and this really, Drew, comes from my how I grew up as a professional. So in the infantry, you don't just say, okay, now stop what you're doing, now do, here's how you do it, safe. Uh, all right, now you got safety down, okay, now pick up this weapon system, or now we're gonna talk about this tactical maneuver or what have you. So I always had the understanding that it's hand in hand. If you, you have a rhythm, a cadence, if you will, about doing uh, any task. Therefore, when I came into this industry and I saw some people utilizing gas-powered shears and people cutting their hands or what I would call simple common sense issues, and uh, a simple reason is people were thinking safety is safety and training is training and op tempo above all else cannot fail. You cannot lose momentum. Well, you absolutely lose momentum when somebody's hurt or you damage property or equipment. So safety and training are hand in hand. Uh, for instance, the battle rhythm or, you know, for lack of a better term, the cadence, muscle memory for everything we do has to be what PPE do you need to operate this equipment? Okay, check. Is the equipment safe to operate? Okay, check. Is the area that I'm going to operate this equipment, is it safe? So hazard recognition check. Okay, now show me how to start it, operate it, properly shut it down, and move on. That concepts can be adapted to whatever the situation is. But if it's so rigid that it's, okay, here, you have to do it this way, do it this way, do it this way, it, it, it tends to get convoluted. And, and now you're using a steel instead of X mark or Red Max. Obviously, we always go to the owner's manual. So I don't want to say that we do not. But if you have that system in place, that mentality, that concept, you're going to find yourself uh, training people consistently. It's going to be standardized. And now you're just inspecting the trainers to make sure they're communicating. So I think for the for a couple of companies that are listening right now, they might think, I do my tailgate topics once a week. And we meet and I get everybody to sign off that we went through the training. And that's the extent of our safety program. What are your thoughts on Hitting on that, you're just doing a weekly or biweekly safety tailgate topic versus what you're talking about seems to be a, a little bit more thorough. Well, just like anything, Drew, if, if it's a check in the box, that's all you'll get. It's a fact. And at least in my previous career and uh, being nine years into this industry, if there's only one way to instill habit, and that's what we're trying to do. We want every job to be safe, profitable, and meet quality standards of our clients and of our respective company. The only way to instill that habit is to teach and train. Not doing a PowerPoint, not having somebody sign off on training, but engage training. You have to teach and train to instill habit. Then you have to reinforce the habit. And the only way to really do that is engage leadership. Too often we find people saying they're not uh, ops managers, they're fire marshals, or they're out, you know, putting out fires here and there. Well, if you have engaged leadership with purposeful conversation, you're going to reinforce the habit, or you're going to find out that you were uh, you overestimated the skill set of the people. They didn't the habit didn't take, so maybe our delivery was off. 
you'll learn a lot from just being engaged. And then the validation that we are practicing the right habit is we're safe, we're profitable, and oh, by the way, we're meeting quality standards. Because mm -hmm. no job, if we really think about it, Drew, no job is really complete unless it's safe, profitable, and it meets quality standards. Anything else, you're kind of lying to yourself or just misleading. You'll eventually find that answer that you were wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, you know, unfortunately, you could see that with accident. And like you said, with either property damage or an employee getting hurt, uh, which is the last thing anybody wants to see. And there's luck involved with that. You know, like you said, you could kind of just go through the motions and you've been lucky for a certain amount of time, but ultimately it'll catch up to you without, uh, you know, making it a, a part of the business and a habit to everybody. How about, you know, everybody's out there right now, labor's hard to find, keeping people, that's hard to find. What does orientation or onboarding and training look like for yard solutions for a new employee, maybe somebody just coming in? How do you guys make sure that they're, uh, they know the way that you operate and they're jumping right into that, uh, uh, that culture that you've created? Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty heavy, you know, lift of a question, if you will. But I, arrogantly speaking, I uh, choose not to participate in the labor shortage. I heard, uh, I think it Warren Buffett or somebody had said, we're not going to, we choose not to participate in the financial crisis. Well, try to use it for that. People leave companies for a reason, but on a positive note, people come to a company for a reason and they stay there for a reason. So if you have holes in your engagement philosophy, then you will be taught the lesson of not having employees, not being able to maintain or keep employees. So from the beginning, it's identifying what your cult culture is. What is the uniqueness of your, your company or brand to use somewhat of a marketing term. And, and you're conveying that to an employee, to a new hire. It is interviewing them to make sure he or she is right for the business, but also showing them, asking them, what are your goals? What would you like to do personally and professionally? Typically you get a blank stare because most people aren't asked those questions. It's usually, where have you been? How much do you want? Uh, do you have re reliable means of transportation? All of those are important, but asking somebody, we want the best version of you and want you to want to enable you or provide you an opportunity to be the best version that you can be and maybe slip up and make this a profession. What will that take? Now they're telling you their goals. Essentially they're telling you the goals or the answers to the test. All you have to do is fill in the blank. So if it's, well, they are living at home or they're renting, they'd like to buy a new place. Well, you can provide them financial stability and a path towards making a sustainable income and compensated well and engage them that way. But you, you instill that in them that you are a partner and they mean something to you, whether you're a 500 employee company or a hundred uh, employee company, it's irrelevant. As we've talked before, Drew, I heard somebody say this once and it, it's absolutely true that our employees are people, our clients are people. So if you don't understand people, then you're going to lose in this landscaping business. Yeah, no, and I've seen, yeah, like having that path to growth within the business, you know, as it ties back into training, I'm sure that there's 
a process that you have in place so that as an employee grows within Yard Solutions, they have the ability to train and, and reach that next level if that's what they're looking to do and if that's the fit for the company. How did you, how did you guys come up with your training program? Is this something that you kind of uh, mixed and matched with all the material that's already out there? How much of it is self-created? Um, I think when, when somebody's looking at putting together a, a training program, it can probably be a little bit overwhelming depending on the size. It is. So um, I am not a fan of reinvent, reinventing the wheel. Our industry has been around forever. So somebody's done it. Thankfully, we have NALP has the, the boot camp. They also have plenty of resources from the safety corner and also uh, the landscape certified technician. I really enjoy the landscape management apprenticeship program because it's through the U.S. Department of Labor. And, and use that as a guide because not there isn't a single certification that is a one size fits all. And just because somebody's a good test taker doesn't necessarily mean they're a great manager. It doesn't equal that. It's marrying the desire to seek self-improvement um, and the desire to improve as a professional plus the actual, the work, being able to do the work and apply those. So the technical and practical application of that. So we would have, we have our orientation and then we have an in-depth onboarding where they're meeting different, depending on the, right. really depends on the, the, if it's a crew leader, it's a little bit more than a crew member, but still they're going to meet with different um, departments as during the first few days with a gear issue and things of that nature. But it's all about, indoctrinating them into our way of taking care of them. And it's, yes, the clients are extremely important, and but who takes care of the clients? So it's the approach of you have internal and external clients. So our internal clients are an employee, and the employee should feel just as important as the clients we service. So that means if we're going to, if we tell them we'll do something, we deliver, we communicate effectively, we're engaged. If they have goals and we acknowledge that we have a clear, complete mutual understanding of those goals, then guess what? We're working to, uh, we're communicating with them and working towards that end of helping them achieve their goals. What I do like about here, uh, at yard solutions is for our crew members, we do a review every 90 days. So every 90 days, I, I, I've always been a fan of front loading communication that you're not waiting until your review to figure out if you are doing a good job or not, or some people, they don't know that they're doing poorly until the day that they're terminated, which is, it's a leadership felony, right? So we do a, and it, and it focuses on safety, profitability, quality, and the goals are on Stephen Covey's smart goals. So is it, it has to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. That way we're engaging them to be thinkers, not just uh, shut up in color, all right? They're not paint by numbers. They are actually fear, the fearless front line. They are self-sufficient leaders within our company. Because let's face it, at any company, the crew leader should be the present and the future of the company. Nobody, nobody can see employees more than the crew leader sees his or her crew. 
And nobody, I don't care how great the account manager or ops manager is, they cannot see the account. They can't see the the property more than that crew member or and that crew leader. So we we put that focus from the initial meeting and and it compounds throughout their time with us. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you think that uh, safety is something that, you know, if, if we asked your, your, your crew members what's important to Yard Solutions, do you think that safety would be one of the things that they, you know, initially would go to? Do you think that's something that is now instilled in, uh, in their mentality? It is because it's talked about. Again, back to if you want to instill a habit, you have to teach and train. And you have to set that standard. I'm a fan of having high but realistic standards for management. And then it works down towards our crew members and crew leaders so that you can say, if there's anything you need for me to help you become safe, effective, or efficient and and meet these quality standards. And if they give you a response, then you you take care of them. Right. Well, then when when you need something from them, you're building loyalty. They're, they're, yeah, they have the trust and confidence in their leadership, which builds loyalty. It's not just you pay them because, because they're working for you. Well, that, that qualifies you as an employer right. or an employee for that matter. If they just um, show up every day, well, that's cute. That's what you should do when you have a job. But what are you doing to make them feel part of the decision, part of the success? Too often do we, we make them feel part of the failures. Like, oh, this went wrong. It's the employee's fault. Well, they had a leader. Mm-hmm. Where where was that leader at? It's amazing. People are ready to run. They want to win. Nobody nobody clocks in and during the day and says, "Ooh, I'm going to fail today. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious." Right. They come right. in and they want to do well, or some just want to do their job and that's fine too. But nobody checks in on a daily basis hoping they're going to fail. So I meet them with positive energy because I mean, look, you don't. If you're yelling and knife handing all the time, you can't you can't expect something positive to come from a negative force. So that's that's one of the the ways I come uh, I approach it because it's change. It's a change in habit. People are still doing the work, but if I approach it as oh okay now you're doing it all wrong, you're doing it, you're not doing it safe, the first thing they're going to say is we don't have time for it. How much work can you do if you keep hurting people? You're out of people. How many clients are going to let you work on their property if you keep breaking stuff on their property? Yes, you you replace it. That's nice. But they're going to eventually say, hey, it's been a good run, Yard Solutions. Have a great one. Wish you well. Train your people. Right. So if you fail in safety, profitability, or efficiency, whatever you want to call it, and quality, you will learn that lesson. You're only kidding yourself. You make some you make some great points. I think we have a number of different companies and sizes listening to the to the podcast today. And I think if they're just up and coming, they're thinking, well, safety and training will come at some point for me down the line when I get, you know, at, when I grow and I have more, uh, you know, more, more people that can handle that. But th- that's not the case. Like you just said, you got to be able to pass on opportunities for people to take more, more ownership. Uh, with the safety and training program so that you're not having to directly deliver all the information. And like you said, it does make it more valuable when it's more of a peer uh, delivering the information, um, you know, crew leader to to a crew member. 
because they're the eyes and the ears and they see what's going on out there and they have the, the relationships with everybody. Um, so that can get done at, at, at any size business. And I also think we're probably, and we're nearing the end here, but we're, we're getting to a point where people are looking at budgets for next year and strategic planning, you know, going into 2023. Safety and training has got to be a big component. Like you said, it can be, um, obviously, you want your employees to be healthy and no one to be injured and you want to limit property damage. And that's the, the most important piece. But there's the uh, the component to cost with all of that and downtime and retraining and rehiring and then, uh, you know, fixing problems that you created on the property. So minimizing all that just makes for a stronger, uh, more well-oiled company. And, uh, Joe, I hope that we can get some other opportunities to, to talk to you throughout the year and touch base on some, uh, some you know, certain safety and training topics because I think a lot of people can learn um, from the message that, that you have and, for the group that's listening today, we just came back from NAOP's Elevate event out in Orlando a couple of weeks back, and Joe had a couple of engagements there where he was addressing, you know, uh, a good portion of the people who attended that event in kind of a campfire setting, and he must have had 70 or 80 people just engaged on a, on a quick 30-minute topic. So if you um, have any interest in, in learning more about Joe or more about Yard Solutions, you can check him out online. And then Joe's also the uh, chair of the safety committee for NALP. And if you want to get involved in the safety committee, I'd highly encourage you to do that because you'll be rubbing shoulders with someone like Joe and being able to troubleshoot issues that you might currently have. Joe, is there any last words that, that you uh, you want to end here on, or do you think we about covered it all there? You know, we, we covered quite a bit, and I do understand I was talking about concepts, but the application of it is what kind of takes a, a longer conversation. And I would just say, try to make it easier to do the right thing. And if that's a focus, if you're trying to make it easier to do the right thing, you're you're not so close to the tree, you can't see the forest. You're so in-depth and in, in, embedded in op-tempo or safety training, what have you, that you're not trying to see it from the audience's eyes, which are our people that we need right. to execute this. So. I am always available. I mean, we're all busy. I understand that. But if somebody reaches out to me, uh, I, you have my word that I will respond. And with the time that I can share with you what I know, again, because I didn't reinvent the wheel, I may have rebranded something from my previous career or uh, something that Drew's worked on with me. But I am here to help, as we all are. It's this peer-to-peer accountability will help each other out as well. So I appreciate it, Drew. Thank you for your time. You bet, Joe. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.